0: Hey, 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 you are strong and capable and it's time that you knew it. So in this show, we're talking about leadership, mindset, mental health, authenticity. I want you to look in the mirror and love the human staring back. So if you're ready to dig into who you are, where you're going and how to get there, if you're ready for real talk, all with a side of glitter and laughter, then you're in the right place. Welcome. Hello, hello, everyone. This is Brigitte Heller, the host of Strong and Capable podcast, which you probably know because you're here. Um, I have Miss Kristen Walker Smith on today, and she is a ray of sunshine. Like oh. even just looking at you right now in the <laughs> like smiling over here, feeling oh, so thank good. You. Thank you. And Kristen is amazing, and she's gonna lead us out with this whole spiritual identity. Awesome. <laughs> So, Kristen, before we were recording, is like, what are we going to ask? I'm thinking, I don't totally know, because <laughs> this is the first conversation around.
1: <laughs> so, I'm your guinea pig. Awesome. Yeah. I'm here so, for it.
0: So, thank you. Thank You're you. Welcome. And if, if anyone's wondering, like, what is Kristen's credentials? I was looking at your bio before we started, of course, and she's the co-host of the One Minute Scripture Study podcast, mm-hmm. which wasn't that number one in its category, at least for a while.
1: Oh, Maybe. I don't know. I don't really pay attention to that. Our book was, yeah. Our yeah. book was number 1. Book was number it's 1.
0: I feel cool. like your podcast was top something for a while cuz I was like, "Go oh, Chris!" You know what was it was?
1: It was. I stopped paying attention to it. I was like, "I don't care. I just hope that people yeah. learn something." But yeah, at one point it was number 1, you guys. It was so number I'm, 1. I'm so important. I was number 1. <laughs> You're so legit. <laughs> I'm too legit to quit. Seriously. <laughs> hey, hey.
0: Hey, hey. Um, okay. <laughs> Everyone's getting a taste for this this personality too. <laughs> uh, okay, so I'm going to keep telling you because I want you to know, Kristen is a BYU Education Week speaker, which was like my dream when I was a teenager. I just oh, wanted to okay. be you, Kristen, apparently. oh, cool. uh, Yeah, seriously, EFI teacher, former seminary teacher, which is a daily class, guys. That's oh, no yeah. joke. Best selling author, graduated a Bachelor of Arts from BYU, Brigham Young University, and she's been married for 20 years. They have three, I love you said, wonderfully rascally
1: children. That's true. It's true. Welcome to being
0: a mother. Um, And I loved also, you said, when Kristen isn't teaching the gospel, you can find her rock climbing, listening to Elder Holland talks, or eating peanut butter frequently, all three at the same time. That's (laughs) life. That's like the best day ever. you're doing all things at once, you're yep. doing something right with your yep. life.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Agreed.
0: So as we start out on this, you know, spiritual identity. So the whole premise of this month is really in the strong and capable. We talk about emotional health, you know, and mm-hmm. how to, how do we look, work through that in a healthy way, in right. a self-loving, kind way, in a forgiving way, in a graceful way. There's so many words you can associate mm-hmm. with that. And we talk about mental health a lot. Because mental health needs to be talked about. Mm-hmm. You know, it's something that for years and years we just didn't talk about. We I just know. sent people away to institutions. Yeah. Yeah. And now we are talking about it, but I've also found in talking about it, now people are going extreme this other way of, well, I have anxiety. I can't do anything. Or I have mm-hmm. depression. I can't do anything. And there is a way to live a healthy, full life and have mental health issues. Mm-hmm. Um, so we talk about that. And then the other foundation, of course, is spiritual health for the strong and capable. And this month, we're going to really explore different people who have really focused on spiritual health and brought in a spiritual identity and how that's impacted and changed their life. I mean, I just read to you, Kristen lives in the spiritual world. <laughs> <laughs> like that's what you do. You teach it, yeah. you breathe it, you live it, Your yeah. podcast is about it. And I love your concept because it's the one minute scripture study. So it's like, yes,
1: manageable. <laughs> everybody can do it. Yeah. Yes.
0: So let's talk about your spiritual identity a little bit. When when I say that, what thought pops into your head at all, actually, first of all?
1: So growing up, and I know people that listen to this are not going to all be members of my church. So I'm going to explain a couple of things and I'm sorry for anyone this is redundant for, but growing up when I was um, between the ages of 12 to 18, I participated in my churches. It's called the young women program. Mm -hmm. And every single Sunday we would recite this statement that said, we are daughters of our heavenly father. And I think, unfortunately, I took that we part very literally And I identified myself with everyone else in the world. And I thought we are daughters of Heavenly Father. Mm -hmm. And I didn't create a personal spiritual identity until I got to this crisis of, um, of huge depression. Um, and I realized, man, I need to know who I am Mm -hmm. and I need to know God cares about me. And so through, uh, like serious (laughs) trial and error and striving and not getting answers. And then finally getting answers. I figured out I am personally, I am a daughter of God, but even more than that, I realized I am purpose-driven. Like I am someone with a purpose and that God didn't send me to this earth on accident. He didn't go, Oh cred, we forgot to send Kristen back in the 18th century. (laughs) She was supposed to be, be there, you know, like let's send her now. No, like he sent me on earth at this time on purpose. And that there is something for me to do for God every single day. And so I would say I am a daughter of God and I am here on purpose.
0: I love, I love that, that you have a purpose because this is why spiritual identity matters. It gives you purpose really, truly. Yeah, absolutely. It gives you purpose. And I've seen that with all spiritual identities, whatever it is, if you believe in the universe, then you have a different view Mm -hmm. of what that purpose is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But but it is the foundation, which you build your life on. And so knowing you're a daughter of God, that's a foundational. It is. But it is. It's a cornerstone, a foundational stone. whatever analogy you want to use with that. (laughs) There's a lot of them out there, right? Yes. That is. And I know. Right before this podcast, I was told Chris and I have been going through a pretty intense depression and knowing my identity is the only thing that keeps me from all always thinking into that. Mm. I know when I'm at the very bottom, it's like, but I know who I am. Right. I am a child of God. I have a purpose. And so I can't give up.
1: Right. Well, and that adds purpose to those difficult times, like, because mm-hmm. I mean, your listeners don't know me, but I, I went through uh, seven years of extreme obsessive compulsive disorder, depression, high general anxiety, um, where I felt purposeless because I felt like I couldn't, I couldn't, uh, give much to the world. Like I could keep my kids alive and sort of try and like, raised them well, but I still wasn't the best mom. But looking back, when you see that, that God has a purpose for your whole life, but also each season of your life, I can look back at that and be like, Oh no, I can see the purpose in that. I can see how it changed me. I can see how it can it made me more empathetic. It also made me um more capable of reaching people that I wouldn't be able to reach otherwise if my life was just la-di-da all the time. And it Mm -hmm. also brought me to God in ways that otherwise I couldn't have. And so yeah, I believe that knowing your life has purpose, but also knowing God has a purpose for each difficult thing you go through, that that just is so strengthening for me. So
0: what do you think? what purposes have you found it? You named a couple of them, but what purposes have you found from these struggles?
1: So it's, it's interesting because literally there's so, there are so many negatives to having an intense mental illness. And -hmm. for anyone who has ever struggled to get out of bed, and maybe you don't even get out of bed and you just breathe that day. And that's all you can do. Um, it can be hard to look at that and be like, Oh, that was such a blessing. Like, mm, I love <laughs> that. That was a great day. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I think for me, um, one of the biggest things is that I, I feel like God wants us to learn how to become like him as much as possible. And I think one, a uh, one of he has so many perfections, so many strengths, but one of his strengths is perfect compassion. And I remember being a teenager and my older sister had postpartum depression. And I'm like, you should just pray more. Like if you prayed more, I bet you'd be better. Like zero compassion. I'm just like, mm-hmm. well, you, you would be fine if you had more faith, right? Or um, my mom, after my dad died, I was, I was seven years old when my dad died. And so my mom had years and years and years of depression and struggles with that as anyone who loses a spouse does. And I remember thinking like, oh my gosh, like what's her issue? Like get over it. <laughs> like, and, and this is the selfishness of teenage years, right? You're just yeah. like, you're like, it's sad, but come on mom. And there is just a level of compassion that I think God wants all of us to have for all of his children. And so it, it has gone beyond mental illness now where I'm like, don't judge anyone. You literally have no idea what is going on in their heart, what struggles they are going through. You have no idea if they're being abused. You have no idea if they're self-harming, you have no idea if they have a mental illness, if they have a physical illness. And so I think that is the major one for me is that I was blessed to learn the compassion that not as, as well as God feels it, but the kind of compassion, I think that God feels where he loves people. And it's not in spite of Their difficulties or their weaknesses—it's because of them, and because he sees their power and their strength as they fight through it. That was really lengthy. Was that what you were looking for? (laughs) Yeah,
0: I loved. I loved so much of it. No, it was perfect. It was perfect. Good. Good. So we were just in the Mesa Easter Pageant, which is the largest Easter Pageant telling the story of Christ in the world. And on our highest day, we had like seventeen thousand people there. It's just insane, right? It's insane. On our small days, wow. it was ten thousand. So this is, oh. um yeah, yeah, it's ten thousand. <laughs> no big deal. Yeah, it's it's funny. My husband and I always say people don't understand like
1: yeah, the magnitude the scope of, of what's happening.
0: Yeah. yeah, it's really incredible. And the cast is four hundred and twenty people. And there's these special effects. Like there's a boat that they roll off and on stage that has hydraulics that react to the people's. The people, no the apostles way. who are in there. Yeah. So when they're like leaning, the boat reacts to them, right? And oh, they've I've got fog see this. going on. Oh my gosh. It's incredible. It's incredible. And my son is 13, almost 14. And oh. he is watching it the first day because it's cast. We can't really, I've never seen it pageant oh, right and, because i'm behind stage most of the time but the first saturday before we were had costumes on or anything we were doing a run-through just with the main characters and so mm-hmm. those of us who are more extras could kind of sit back and watch it and my son was watching this whole thing with Pilate, and he was watching this whole thing with judas and he's um, seeing some stuff here and he's like wait pilot didn't want to pilot didn't 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 want to do oh, that I'm yeah like, yeah, he didn't. And actually, his wife had these bad dreams, and she didn't
1: right. really want him to yeah. do that.
0: He's like, "What? I'm <laughs> an evil dude." <laughs> he had reservations. Yeah. And then Judas, he really connected with Judas, and he he told me he's told me multiple times over the last month. He said, "Mom, I have Judas moments, or I have, oh my gosh, I'm totally getting emotional, or I have Pilot moments." And I said, "We all do. We all have moments yeah. where we know what we should do, but we we betray it." Yep. No, we don't follow it, but he's so sweet. I'm totally going to tell on him, but he'll never hear this. So
1: it's fine. (laughs) (laughs) One of the blessings of your kids, not being interested in what you do. (laughs)
0: Yeah. (laughs) The other day he's watching my reels. He's like, you make (laughs) reels?
1: Oh yeah. Yep.
0: Anyway. um, He said he would give Judas a hug every night. So Judas would betray Jesus and Judas would run off the stage and he would give him a hug. And he also teased Judas at the same time, like he would walk by Judas and like do the little shame, shame, shame. oh my God. yeah. You know? So he would tease him, and he says, "Mom, he did a devotional for our little family. He says, "I just have realized that the greatest leaders of all time have compassion." So just what you said, oh. they have compassion, and that includes oh. Jesus Christ. And Jesus loved people even who would betray him, who yeah. would kill him? Who yeah. would, and for him, that was, he's autistic and so black and white, but he understood that. That compassion truly was the ultimate expression of love.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. And you're raising that kid right. My goodness, I'm like thinking, I'm like, I need to shape my kids up. Like they're not giving devotionals.
0: But I mean, he forgot he had to give the devotional. so oh. we standing there in the middle. <laughs>
1: circle. Yeah. Well, there you go.
0: <laughs> no, um, for anyone wanting some. Like, I'm being a good mom. Go watch Kristen's Reels because you always talk about teenagers and like you oh, pull yeah. out the scriptures. And they're like, yeah, oh, yes, like, yeah, this is welcome to my
1: house every yep. day. Right. I know. And my kids are like, we're not like that. I'm like, maybe you think you're not like that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. in reality, they are. So,
0: actually, what you just said, I think is another key to having a spiritual identity because we nice. think we're one thing. And then when you really dig into your spiritual identity, it allows your mind and heart to be open to possibilities, right? Yeah. Yeah. And all of a sudden that spirit will just come right in and be like,
1: guess what?
0: Well, that actually actually happened
1: to me. That happened to me recently with with, and I think I identify, like you said, I live in the spiritual world. Like I spend all my time in the scriptures. And so I'm like where's my halo guys. Like I'm a saint by now, right? Like this is what I do for fun. But then, um, in a recent meeting with, uh, the, the highest level of leadership in our church, our prophet, president Nelson, he asked everybody to end a personal conflict or seek an end to a personal conflict by Easter of 2022. Mm-hmm. And as I was hearing that, I was like, I'm so good. I'm Switzerland. Like I don't have any conflicts in my life. I'm so good. Cause I don't like, I don't yell at people. I don't get angry at people. Like my husband, obviously I get frustrated with him, but everybody gets frustrated with their spouse. So I was like, I'm good. But then the more I thought about it, the more I think my, my true spiritual self was like, "Mm, but think about the people that in your heart, you have a conflict with, like, they have no idea but you've got something going on in here. And so, yeah, I totally agree with that, that like our true self is so much more aware than our mm-hmm. like frontal lobe or whatever part of our brain is like, give me that halo, I'm so good. <laughs> and yep. so I, I appreciate that there is like, that I have a spirit that, that reminds my brain of what is true instead of just relying on my brain to like lead my life. Because if I did that, I, oh man, I would be in bad shape. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. Right. And I, I feel like most of the humans who are listening to this podcast mm-hmm. are entrepreneurs or busy, active moms, people who yeah. are involved in many things. And so there are also people who've taken courses and classes. And I, I have been amazed every time at how I might be in a class of 500 on the internet mm-hmm. and we do a meditation and all of a sudden everyone's crying. Oh, <laughs> yeah. But it's yeah. because for two seconds they let go of what their brain thought, yeah. and they tune into what their spirit thought. Yeah, and the spirit yeah. it will call you out. Oh yeah, and it will also love you infinitely. That's and so, so, you know, that that's that reaction. Then you get emotional yeah. because yep. to feel loved and yet called to change at the same
1: time—that's
0: mm-hmm. what we're here for.
1: Absolutely. Oh, I love that. That's cool
0: well thank you Sometimes. you're so
1: welcome <laughs> <laughs> no it's funny you said that
0: like i'm switzerland because that's literally the thought i had when that challenge went on are like, you serious
1: oh. <laughs> <laughs> we both have the same issues
0: <laughs> ego problems none here, none here oh that is
1: hilarious
0: um, yeah seriously but then i actually in further thought i had to come to the understanding that the person i had to forgive the most was myself Mm. because Mm. I will think something like I'm Switzerland and be like, you horrible, prideful. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I do the same thing.
1: I do the same thing. Yeah.
0: So, so spiritual identity. Can you think of a time? Oh, you talked about how you went through this hard time, Mm -hmm. but how in the middle of the hard time did it get you through it? So we talked about the lessons that come of it, but when you're in the middle of it, how does having a spiritual identity do you think
1: get you through it? Okay. So I don't want to get like too deep or depressing here, but that part of my life was depressing. So let's go there guys. Let's go to depression land. (laughs) So, um, I have to be honest that, um, if I did not believe God created me and that I had a purpose and that I would stand accountable to him, I would probably have reacted to my issues very differently. Mm -hmm. Um, I have, um, unfortunately a family history, um, not in my immediate family, but my extended family of a lot of addiction and drug abuse and alcohol abuse. And I'm like, man, would it have been nice to numb that pain? Mm -hmm. It would have been amazing to numb that pain. Um, I also, unfortunately, um, dealt with some thoughts about wanting to not be on this earth I thought, man, my family's life would be better if I wasn't here. Um, I wouldn't cry myself to sleep. I wouldn't wake up every morning hating my life and wishing I hadn't woken up. And if I didn't believe that, that God wanted me on earth, I might have ended that option for me to be on earth. And so I think that that divine identity, that divine purpose, let me realize, like I mentioned before, it was a season. And that things will always, always, always get better, even if it takes, it literally took seven years for it to feel at all better. And so waiting for seven years is a long time, but I recognize that I was in a waiting period and you'll find that people do that in the scriptures. If you're a person of faith and, and you read about the Israelites, man, they had a 40 year waiting period in the wilderness while a bunch of them died off because they were so wicked. But you know, the people who weren't wicked, they had to just wait for these wicked people to die off before they could go and get their reward. Right. And I think that knowing that that God has waiting periods for us and growing periods and, hey, be patient periods help me to not numb out and to not give up.
0: God has waiting periods. It's okay. It they they okay. don't
1: feel okay. No, they, they stink. Okay. They're the worst <laughs> ever. But those are also the times when you're becoming the coolest version of yourself too.
0: Like mm-hmm. seriously,
1: Post, post-OCD, OCD, Kristen is like way cooler than pre-OCD. I mean, look at me. Bridget look at me how cool I am like (laughs) I mean obviously
0: (laughs) that seven years was worth it
1: (laughs) totally worth it I'm amazing (laughs) now
0: so as man we are too similar Uh, (laughs) it always I often find myself praying in the shower and often I like God Bridget by herself she's kind of lame and she Mm -hmm. really likes chocolate too much and she's easily offended and she gets overwhelmed very easily and could sit mm-hmm. on her couch watching Netflix instead of doing the things that she wants to do because she's just Amen. overwhelmed. It's not, yep. you know, like, and she maybe yells at her kids because they're a little bit lazy and it drives her crazy. And, <laughs> like, you know, she just wants a clean house. Like, it's not mm-hmm. so hard. You know, it's not like, that hard. Gosh. So that's one version of Brigitte. But Brigitte who's fully embodied and who she knows she is fully embracing her spiritual identity. I call her Bridgette 2.0 and nice. she's freaking awesome. She That's gets awesome. stuff done. She's compassionate and caring. She's aware of her surroundings. She you know, like there is a clear difference. And when you're living with a, the spirit and the spiritual identity and not, if mm-hmm. you're not the same person, I agree yeah. with you. And, and coming through trials, if you allow it to create a new version of you, you
1: really do, you know, glow up, level up, whatever you want to call it. That's what it is. Yeah. When you come out. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. But I think we do just have to have so much compassion. Like, I think we also need to look ahead to Kristen 2.0 and Brigitte 2.0 and say, what would they say to Kristen 1.0? Like they would say, be patient with yourself and it's okay. If all you can do today is survive and not give up on life. Like that is okay. And you're going to come through this even better. And that I think is a hard thing to do, but I love that idea. I'm like, Oh, I need to embrace my Kristen 2.0 more. I think I'm living in Kristen 1.5 right now. So <laughs> thanks for that visual. I like it. <laughs>
0: I'm nothing if not a visual person is what I need
1: that's why that pageant works for me right
0: I was like yep I yep I
1: visual. get it get
0: it um, well Kristen thank you this went so fast for me this interview I know. Like, Wait, how long have we been, been talking I don't know but how can people find you how can they get a hold of you
1: I'm everywhere I'm probably stalking you at the moment so <laughs> But no, I'm on Instagram. It's Kristen Walker Smith. Kristen is spelled with an E, uh, and then my website is kristenwalkersmith.com. I keep it real simple, guys, because I can't remember my password, so I need to remember my like Instagram handle and <laughs> all that yeah. as easily as possible.
0: Whenever you come to mind and I'm you know, talking about you to other people, I'm like, do you know Kristen Walker Smith? And then say the whole thing. <laughs> you do. I'm, like, do? I'm like, Kristen
1: Walker Smith. Do you know no, Walker seriously. Smith? <laughs> seriously. And have I explained to you, by the way, why I'm like so uptight? Because it's totally like back in the 90s, it was like Jonathan Taylor Thomas, right? Like everybody had the three names. And I feel very Jonathan Taylor Thomas era, but it's my mom's fault. Have I explained this to you yet? No. It's my mom's fault because my mom as soon as I started doing cool things like teaching at EFY she's like I hope you use the name Walker in there cuz the Smiths didn't raise you. And so I'm like, fine mom, fine. I'll add the Walker in there. So just know, I'm not trying to be cool like Jonathan Taylor Thomas. It's my mom's fault. Let's all blame her. Let's all blame her. Well, I love it cuz it's easy to remember. right, easy. right? Just rolls right off the tongue. So now we said it a
0: million times and everyone yes, knows exactly everyone will where to remember. Find her. <laughs> thank you Kristen I adore
1: thank you. you thank you I adore you
0: and thanks for listening to this episode of the strong and capable podcast you're my hero for listening and You would be my extra special hero if you would share this episode, share with your friends what you're listening to and what you love about it, and bring them into the community. If you want to connect more, you can join me on my favorite place, Instagram. It's Bridgette.Heller, B-R-I-G-E-T-T-E dot H-E-L-L-E-R, or you can find us on the Facebook page, The Strong and Capable. It's a private group. I will let you in, and then you can Zoom with us twice a month where we have special guests, and we talk more about these sub that we're hitting on in the podcast of course if you want to go further there is always the launch your podcast in 30 days course where you can zoom with me every week and we'll get your voice into the world and so many other ways so find that all at www.thestrongandcapable.com and remember friends you are exactly that you're strong and capable talk to you later you're listening to the strong and capable podcast and it's going to be fabulous come listen